So here's the big question. How do mortgage brokers like us, who are in the trenches every single day, how do we consistently grow our business every year without working 60 hours a week? How do we get our skills and expertise out to the world and still have a life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I am Ryan Wiley, and welcome to the 12-Hour Broker Podcast. Good morning, 12-Hour Broker Podcast. West Coast Wiley here with Maisie and the coffee, not just the coffee, an Americano. And yeah, I swear every time I say that, I just have a weird accent, Americano. I'm actually going to take a, a sip early. I could have just restarted the podcast for 18 seconds in, but I'm not, because we don't do that. We just, we, we power through. One sec. All right, there we go. Americano. Okay, what I want to talk about today is a question I've gotten quite a bit, and I have some perspective on this. I have some insight that I've seen that a lot of you probably haven't seen. Um, building a mortgage team. Should I build a mortgage team? How do I build a mortgage team? What's the upside of it? What's the pros, the cons? And so I'm going to walk you through that, okay? Um, so tip first off, the lay of the land. You have, you. most of us are one man or one woman bands. You run your mortgage. It's just you. Um, you're at a brokerage. You might have an assistant and under fulfillment, but you pretty much keep to yourself. It's your own little pocket. You know, you're not really building a team of agents. You might have a team of support. Okay. That's majority of agents, brokers in Canada. Then you have the mortgage teams and this is still typically a team lead. So let's just say myself, let's say I was going to go build out a team. Okay. So I've got my own book of business I'm running. And then the allure is it's either, Hey, I like to help people. I like to coach people. And there's another income stream that comes in because I make money off of the agents and I help coach them up and hopefully they stay with me long-term and we all benefit and eventually they're not much work and I have not a passive income stream because there's always going to be something, but I have a supplement, a supplemental um, income stream. Okay. So that's what a team looks like. And so I might, and I'm just going to talk as if I was the example. Okay. I'm not doing this by the way, but just as an example, I would bring on, I would go, Hey, I want to bring on, I don't want to train someone from scratch. It's a lot of work, way better places. I'll do that. But if you're doing five to 10 million, you know, you know what, uninsured, insurable, insured, insured, you know, all the, like the tech, you know how to structure some deals, relatively speaking, and you're doing that and you've been in the business one to two years, come join my team and I'll take you to 25, 30 million, you know, over maybe a year, year and a half. So you're going to be on a 75, 25 split. And then once you get 20 million, maybe it goes to 80, 20 and I get to keep the 20 or 25 basis points. And in turn, I'm going to help mentor you. So that's how teams typically start out. Now, I would go into that with the best of intentions. You know, this is what I want to do. I want to build up this team. And But here's the reality is I have a book. I have my own book that takes priority. It does. You know, I go in with the best intention, much like every other team leader. But their book always is going to be priority. So you come second. And then now the team is 10, 12, 15 deep. Now you come third, fourth, fifth, sixth, ten, And now all of a sudden you're not getting the support you thought. And you feel kind of like a bait and switch. And now, or... Let's say you come in and everything looks great and it's and it's working really well. And I coach you up to 25 million, 30 million. And you're like, I want a new split. And all of a sudden you get someone else starts talking to you. You start talking to the brokers. And you're like, hey, I can go over here for 90-10. And I'm like, well, I don't want to give you 90-10 because there's still, I don't understand. There's a lot of work I still do for you. You're like, well, I'm just, I'm piecing out now. 
So you've taken my systems, my processes, I've helped coach your business up, and you leave for 90-10. <clears throat> so I'm sitting here going, well, that was great. I helped you in your career, made a little money for that one, two years, but then you left, right? And so that's the, the downside when it doesn't work. And that's typically how most teams operate. One of two things happen. Well, there's one of three. One of three is you come in and you get everything you thought you were going to get on that team. And I give you everything I thought I was going to give you, support, and we carry on. In turn, my, my personal book is going to suffer, though, from doing that. And so I have to be okay with that. The reality of that is going to happen. Okay? Number two, you come in and it's good early on, and then you realize, oh, wow, like, he's got his own stuff he's doing. I'm not getting what I thought I was going to get. Why am I paying this much in basis points in my split? I'm going to go elsewhere. And you leave, and you're kind of pissed off. Right? And then number three, everything works great, and it. I, I do what I say I'm going to do, you say do what you say you're going to do, and then you just start grinding me on splits. And all of a sudden you want this phenomenal split because you've heard you can go get it across the street, and then inevitably you leave there, or maybe you open your own shop, or you do whatever. Right? And so those are typically the three scenarios that happen. And so I'm going to walk you through what I've seen on the back end. So if you're thinking about starting a team, uh, this isn't about, hey, should you go join a team? I'm talking about it more from... Should you start a team? Because those are the questions that come in. And I think there's, in the back of everyone's head, or a lot of agents' head, it's like, hey, I can just go, I'm doing, I'm doing 20, 30 million now. Like, I'm doing 40 million. I've got things figured out. I can go build a team and show other people. This is me cautioning you. Because I've seen the financials of two teams. One team is 45, and one team is 20. 20, 22, somewhere in that range. I've seen the actual numbers broken down, so... You know who you are. Thank you for sharing. I won't share who it is, but I've seen how much time goes in, how much money is made, and so in both scenarios, both scenarios were almost identical. And what I mean by that is this: the team lead has their own book, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna throw numbers out there. Okay, these are fake numbers, but just so you get a, an idea. I, I don't like talking. Hey, you make some more money, or does? I like to use like actual numbers because it just helps you put things in perspective. I know that I, I like that. And so I'm not going to give you the specific numbers because I don't know if I can remember them exactly, but just hear me out. Okay, so the team lead, let's say on a, the scenarios, the ratios were the same for both. So let's say his own book, he was pulling in $500,000 in a year, okay, for his own, running his own stuff, okay? And to do that, he was spending... Um, because he had a bunch of support, he was spending 20 hours a week to pull in 500000 Okay, and there was support and all this. Now we had a team of X amount of agents, and those agents were pulling in $250,000 a year, so half of what he was making. But it was an extra two fifty, so it was great. So pulling in 250000 a year, but the time spent was 30 to 35 hours a week. Right, 50 to 75% more than what he was spending on his own stuff. So when you actually look at it, you step back, you go, I'm making quarter of a million here, stressed out because I'm working crazy hours, 50, 55 hours a week. I'm making great money. But what would happen if I didn't have the team? So I posed the question to each person. I said, if you could go back now, you've been doing this for a while, what would you do? And they said, hands down, I would not do the team. I would just run my own book. 
I would work 30, 40 hours a week and make 800, 900,000 bucks a year. Yeah. And I've had this conversation with many other team leads. I don't know their financials, but it's a question I pose because I just love asking questions like this to people. Hey, things are great because what I've learned in life, not even just mortgages, but nothing's as good as it looks, but nothing's as bad as it seems. Okay, so you have this team that looks like it's doing and crushing great. Well, when I step out and like look at like what money you're making, what time you're putting in, the stress, your uh, opportunity costs, you're, like you're missing out on if you just kind of dialed in your own business more, like it's not as good as you think. And so sometimes it's the teams are playing into people's egos, right? Hey, I run a team and I have a brand and they can go, hey, we're this, we're that. And everyone's like, you're awesome, you're awesome. You have your dinners and your Christmas parties and people come out. Yeah, yeah, you're sporting. And hey, a lot of times that feeds the ego and like what you want. And it's great. That's not for everyone. A lot of people get into it with different intentions, not because of that. They get into it because, hey, I think I'm going to make money here. It's kind of cool. I can make passive income. I assure you it's not passive. Nothing is passive. If you're going with that mindset, your team's already lost. So this is me telling you, if you're thinking of starting a team, you have to step back and go, like, why are you truly doing that? Is it because you like coaching? Okay, well, can you go somewhere else and just scratch the itch with coaching once or twice a week, right? Scott Beckford has a program where if you're a coach and you have a unique offering, you could potentially go there and you'll get paid decent for that. Why don't you do that, right? And then continue focusing 99% of your time on your own book. Is it if it's because you want to feed your ego? Okay, sure. That's something, you know, you got to deal with. Having 20, 30 agents with also, you know, a revolving door. So there's going to be so many people that leave and come every year. If that if that's what gets you going, then fill your boots, right? So you're you're sacrificing money, and and time and stress for it. But sure, if you're going into it to make a bunch of money, which most people go into it thinking, and they they cover it up with, hey, I like helping and coaching. Um, that's great, but you're making a massive commitment to people and their families coming in, and I assure you, you'll never make as much money. Never. You won't. It won't come close. If you're doing 40 million a year and you want to build a team, is it because you just don't want to keep building your business? Like, let's be honest. Or is it because you figure you can add on more income? Well, if you've got more time, can't you just focus double down on you and the stuff that you do well in your business? And you might be like, yeah, I don't like doing everything. Okay, then outsource. Hire someone internally even to do the things you don't want to do and do the three, four things you love doing. And just focus on that. And so you'll make way more money, work less hours, and have less stress by doing that. Okay? And this comes not from experience. Um, I've trained one person from start, like, from scratch up. And it was stressful. There was a lot, like, it sucked up a lot of time. So I'm like, geez, I couldn't imagine training 10 people. I couldn't imagine having 20, 30 people come to me all the time. That'd be bonkers. It'd be crazy. And I have to switch gears, right? You go from training and helping on files to switching gears back into your own stuff, and it's tough. Only so many people can actually do that very efficiently and be effective at it, which are two different things. So this is me telling you the grass isn't always greener on the other side. You want to start a team, 
You have to start it for the right reasons and going in with eyes wide open that, hey, I'm going to spend a lot more time doing this and I'm going to make less money. Maybe not less money than you're making today, but if you carry on in your one man or one woman band operation, two years down the road, you could be making a lot more money working the same hours you're working. Whereas you start to open a team, you're opening up, you know, a can of worms. Stuff's coming. And new challenges and obstacles that you haven't even thought about. New learning curves. That might be exciting to you, which is cool. Go do it. I'm just letting you know, from a money standpoint, you're not going to make more money. Right? If you only want to work 40, let's say 50. Let's say you only want to work 50 hours a week. You will make way more money just focusing on your own book than you would 20 hours, 25 in yours, and 25 the team. Or wherever you structure that. You'll make way more money doing it this way. Okay, there is one model I want to share with you that I've seen, seen twice now, and it's probably the only model that I would do if I was running a team. And I don't know the financials behind it, but I'm thinking it's working. Otherwise, they wouldn't keep doing it. They've been doing it for a while. So this is, you build a team, but you don't have your own book, right? You don't run your own book. So you're basically the go-to for everyone on the team. And now you're not like, it's your only source of income. So it's your job to like crush that and to keep building your team with awesome agents who never leave. And if they know that you're their number one responsibility right away, there's a better connection because they know like, this is, this is your livelihood. This is all you do. It's not a side gig for them because you've got your book of business pulling in half a million bucks a year. You could always go back to your agents know you're all in. And then you yourself, you have no other option. So you have nothing to compare it to. Right? So if you want to get out of the day-to-day grind of your book, hand your book off to a different agent, take a cut for a bit, and just go build system processes training and be that mentor and mentor a nice team. Right? If you can get a team going with 20 agents and they're all averaging 20 million, that's 400 million, that's 4 million. If they're all in 90-10 split, it's 400,000. Right? I'm just kind of throwing it out there. Now you have to go get 20 agents doing 20 million. Easier said than done. But offering a 90-10 and you bring in crazy value with, you know, scripting and softwares and processes and budgeting and marketing plans and just uh, underwriting help and like structuring deals and lender relationships and all that stuff. Okay. And then you go, and if 400,000, 500,000, what you make on that, if, that, if that's cool and now you're a team lead and you're not running your own book, that's a model I can get behind. Right, because there's not this allure of having my own book over here that takes priority. And deep down, these team leads start thinking, "Geez, if I just blew this shit up and just did my own thing, but I'm so far into it now, I could make, I could do better." That you don't even have that option because you'd have to build your book from scratch. Right. So I could get behind that model. I like that model. That's the only model I would ever probably do. I'm not going to do it, but that's the only model I would probably do. Okay. So I just wanted to share this with you. The differences. Running a team, you know, all the ins and outs that I've seen, the angles I've seen on my end. Hopefully that helps you decide if you do want to build that team out or at least make you go into it with eyes wide open. Okay? That's it, kids. Five texts a day. Peace out. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.